Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show, including your stories. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. They're some of our favorites. And now, on to the history guy. His videos are watched by hundreds of thousands of people of all ages on YouTube. The history guy is also heard here at Our American Stories. The life of the youngest ever winner of the Nobel Prize for Literature, Rudyard Kipling, was filled with tragedy. He survived a difficult childhood to go on to become one of the most celebrated authors of his day, penning such classics as The Jungle Book and Just So Stories. Here's the history guy with the story of Rudyard Kipling. Now, an ancient Senate claim, what I used to spend my time serving of Her Majesty the Queen. Of all the black-faced crew, the finest man I knew was Regimental Beastie, Gungadin. Was din, 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 you limp and lump of brick dust, Gungadin. High slippery hitherto, water bring it parry low, you squishy nosed old idol, Gungadin. 
Written in 1890, the poem Gunga Din was one of the most famous poems in the world in its time. Chronicles the life of a British soldier in India and offers an unlikely hero in the person of Gunga Din, the regimental water bearer who represents an idea perhaps surprising to the soldier narrator that a person's worth is not defined by their race. The poem has inspired films and songs and its famous last line, you're a better man than I am, Gunga Din, is an oft-quoted bit of praise. But the author of the poem, the youngest person ever to receive the Nobel Prize for Literature, lived a tragic life. Rudyard Kipling, the author of such beloved classics as The Jungle Book and Captain's Courageous, suffered an abusive and difficult childhood, went on to become one of the most famous authors of his time, but lived a life of tragedy. The father of three, only one of his children would survive him. Rudyard Kipling was born to Lockwood Kipling, who was the head of an art school, and his wife Alice in Bombay, India on December 30th, 1865. They entrusted the early care of their son to an Indian nurse, who carried the young Kipling with her during her daily duties to the bazaar. He was with her so much that Kipling's first language, and the one that he said he spoke in his dreams, was Hindi, but the nurse always reminded Kipling to speak only English to his parents, so that they didn't necessarily know the extent of his fluency. Kipling's parents were concerned about the health of their amiable son. He was nicknamed the little friend of the world because of his friendly attitude. And their second child, a daughter named Alice, whom everyone called Trix, who was born a few years later. Typhoid, cholera, and other epidemics were common, partially because the causes of the disease were unknown and the Kiplings believed their children would be safer from potential illness back in England. They found a boarding house in the south of England that seemed like the perfect place. But they apparently didn't check all the appropriate references, and it was an unfortunate decision for Rudyard and Trix. The family that ran the boarding house, called the Holloways, told the children that their parents had left them behind in England because they had been bad. There never seemed to be enough to eat. Kipling recalled the lady of the house quizzing him about his daily activities and then picking apart his every answer in an effort to catch him in a lie. The Holloway's son cruelly beat the five-year-old Kipling with his fists. If the children cried after receiving a letter from their parents, they were locked in the basement for an entire day. The word help was carved into the house's walls by one of the children kept by the Holloway's. It was bleak. Kipling forever after called the place the House of Desolation. Later in life, Kipling wrote a semi-autobiographical novel entitled Bob Bob Black Sheep that detailed the lives of a six and three-year-old who were left in the care of an abusive family in the south of England. Kipling's readers didn't know that he had modeled the story after his own life. For when young lips have drunk deep of the bitter waters of hate, suspicion, and despair, all the love in the world will not wholly take away that knowledge, though it may turn darkened eyes for a while to the light and teach faith where no faith was. Baba Blacksheep, 1889. After Rudyard's mother came to take her children home six years later, she was putting Kipling to bed and went to give him a kiss goodnight. He automatically threw up his hands, as if to ward off an attack. It was then that she realized how awful the boarding house life had been to her children. The emotional scars ran deep. Trix would struggle with what might be now labeled as bipolar disorder for her entire life. Rudyard, on the other hand, had intermittent periods of what he called depression and, according to some historians, an inability to form a close relationship with his wife. Kipling said he dealt with his variable moods by working long hours, sometimes as much as 16 hours in a day. He would later write to a friend, My head is all queer and I'm going to have to have it mended someday, but that someday never seemed to come. 
Kipling received his formal education at United Services College in Devon. It was another boarding school, and one at which he didn't necessarily thrive. He recalled being terrified as his fellow students hung him by his ankles out of the window on the fifth floor of a dormitory. Never particularly athletic, the dreamy and bookish Kipling was described as an indifferent student. Yet there be certain times in a young man's life when, through great sorrow or sin, all the boy in him is burnt and seared away, so that he passes at one step to the more sorrowful state of manhood. The Dream of Duncan Perinus 1884. But there were echoes of Kipling's earlier amiable attitude towards the world. One of his classmates remembered him as a capering, podgy little fellow, as precocious as ever could be. When he finished his time at United Services College, Kipling took a job at a newspaper near his parents in Lahore, India, which is now in Pakistan. Kipling began publishing his poetry, which was incredibly well received by the public almost from the beginning of his career. He formed a close relationship with an American publicist in London named Walcott Ballastier. And when Ballastier unexpectedly died, Kipling married the deceased man's sister, Carrie, in January 1892. The rush wedding was small, with only four people in attendance, because London had virtually come to a standstill. There was a crippling influenza epidemic sweeping the city. Kipling described the atmosphere in his biography as, It was in the thick of an influenza epidemic, when the undertakers had run out of black horses, and the dead had to be content with brown ones. And you're listening to the History Guy tell the story of the youngest winner in the history of the Nobel Prize for Literature, Rudyard Kipling. And what a childhood he suffered at the hands of, my goodness, monsters. The House of Desolation, the story of the boarding house he grew up in. An indifferent student, you hear that a lot about really talented folks. They're indifferent students because they just haven't been tapped for their potential and their talent. We capture that often on the stories we tell here when we continue more of the remarkable life of poet and writer Rudyard Kipling here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we continue with Our American Stories and the story of Rudyard Kipling. Let's return to the History Guy. The couple honeymooned in the United States for a time and went on to Japan, where they received news that their bank had collapsed and taken much of their fortune with it. They returned to the States, Carrie's home country, purchased a home near her family in Brattleboro, Vermont. Carrie Kipling discovered she was pregnant and gave birth to the couple's first child, Josephine, on December 29, 1892. In his biography, Kipling wrote that his daughter was born in three foot of snow on the night of 29 December, 1892. Her mother's birthday being the 31st and mine the 30th on the same month. We congratulated her on her sense of the fitness of things. Kipling described this period of his life as the happiest and most productive of his career. He loved living in the countryside of Vermont, away from the noisy cities or temptations like alcohol or opium. He wrote such classics as The Jungle Book, Captain's Courageous, both of which would later be made into films, and other books filled with short stories and poetry. Now this is the law of the jungle, as old and as true as the sky, and the wolf that shall keep it may prosper, but the wolf that shall break it must die. As the creeper that girdles the tree trunk, the law runneth forward and back, for the strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. The Second Jungle Book, 1895. In 1896, Carrie gave birth to the couple's second child, a daughter named Elsie, and a son quickly followed in 1897, whom they named John. Kipling began telling his eldest daughter, Josephine, whom he called Effie, versions of his now-beloved just-so stories for little children, every night before bed. He said, In the evening there were stories meant to put Effie to sleep, and you were not allowed to alter those by one single little word that would be told just so, or Effie would wake up and put back the missing sentence. So at last they came to be like charms, all three of them, the whale tale, the camel tale, and the rhinoceros tale. The just so stories are imaginative stories about how animals begin to look and act the way they do in nature. The titles detail each story. There's how the whale got his throat and how the camel got his hump. The enduring popularity of these stories speaks to the loving care with which Kipling wrote them for his children. I keep six honest serving men. They taught me all I knew. Their names are what and where and when and how and why. And who? The Elephant's Child, 1902. 
The Kipling's idyllic existence in the United States ended when Kipling had a public run-in with Carrie's brother, Beatty Ballister. Ballister struggled with addiction to alcohol and money troubles. After publicly threatening to blow off Kipling's head, Ballister was arrested and a trial followed, which drew quite a lot of attention from the press because of Kipling's popularity as an author. As for his part, Kipling seemed to mourn the loss of his privacy and eventually moved his family back to England in an effort to reclaim it. We're all islands, shouting lies to each other across seas of misunderstanding. The Light That Failed, 1891. Unfortunately, he suffered one of the largest losses of his life. The Kipling's eldest daughter, Josephine, age six, succumbed to pneumonia on March 6th, 1899. Kipling had been ill at the same time, and at first the family feared that they would lose them both. However, Kipling survived to discover that his daughter had not. The world is very lovely, and it is very horrible, and it doesn't care about your life or mine, or anything else. The Light That Failed, 1891. When the Just So Stories for Children was first published in 1902, Kipling illustrated the stories himself. The timing of the publication, so soon after the loss of Josephine, was particularly poignant. The loss forever after changed the author according to those close to him. The man who had once been described as a friend of the world smiled and laughed a little less often. Kipling's sister, Trix, said he became a sadder and a harder man. Kipling received the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1907 and remains the youngest person ever to have obtained the honor. But his star seemed already to be fading. He espoused imperialistic political ideas and encouraged countries to pursue imperialistic policies. Kipling wrote the poem, The White Man's Burden, in an effort to encourage the United States to take a more active role in the Philippines. Take up the white man's burden, send forth the best ye breed. Go bind your sons to exile, to serve your captives' need. The White Man's Burden, 1899. He was also in support of the Great War, World War I, encouraged his son John to serve the conflict. At first, John failed a medical examination to join the Royal Navy because of his weak eyesight. He attempted to list two more times, but was rejected both times. And then using his father's connections, Kipling joined the Irish Guards, took part in the bloody Battle of Lewes, the largest British assault of 1915. John Kipling, age 18, was assumed to have been blown apart by shells, and no piece of his corpse was ever recovered for his family to mourn over. In 2015, the Commonwealth Grave Commission announced it had located the grave of John Kipling, whose remains had been buried in a French cemetery. If any question why we died, Tell them, because our fathers lied. Epitaphs of War, 1918. This second loss hit Kipling and his wife incredibly hard. Kipling said he read the novels of Jane Austen to his wife and remaining daughter over and over again in an effort to shake the grief he felt at John's death. He also joined the group that would later become the Commonwealth War Graves Commission in honor of his lost son. Kipling suggested some of the biblical verses the commission put on the stones of the war dead. He also wrote a regimental history of the Irish Guards, which was published in 1923. It has been considered by some to be one of the best examples of a regimental history ever penned. And there were two, many, almost children of whom no record remains. They came out of Warley with the constant renewed drafts, lived the span of a second lieutenant's life, and were spent. The Irish Guards in the Great War, 1923. While mourning his lost children, Kipling's health began a steady decline. Kipling suffered from duodenal ulcers, which, it is believed, eventually killed him at age 70. The writer's ashes are interred at Westminster Abbey's Poet's Corner. This forever into the remains of Thomas Hardy and Charles Dickens. Kipling's only surviving child, Elsie, married George Bambridge, a diplomat, in 1924. 
She never had any children, so Kipling's bloodline ended, and she died on April 24th, 1976. Like some celebrities today, Kipling's death was reported ahead of its time. Reading about it in a magazine, he wrote to the magazine, I've just read that I died. Don't forget to delete me from your list of subscribers. Many of his political viewpoints, notably about imperialism, no longer held sway in the international world as he grew older, and he did receive much criticism for that. George Orwell described him as a jingo imperialist who was morally insensitive and a gutter patriot. His literary career had a meteoric rise, but then seemed to stagnate, and he often spoke to friends about the foibles of early fame. Like his idyllic views of empire, in many ways Rudyard Kipling seemed to become history even before his days had passed, especially in the way that the loss of his children affected him. But what is left of Rudyard Kipling when everything else is turned to dust are his writings. Like perhaps his most famous poem, If, penned in 1895, which seems to represent his tragic life, but exhorts us all to be the best that we can be, even in the face of terrible loss. If you can make one heap of all your winnings, risk it on one turn of pitch and toss, lose, start again at your beginnings, never say one word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your term long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will that tells them all hold on. If you can talk to crowds to keep your virtue, walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. If neither foe nor loving friend can hurt you, if all men matter to you, but none too much. If you can fill the everlasting minute with 60 seconds of distance run, then yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And what's more, You'll be a man, my son. And great job, as always, by Greg Hengler bringing us the story. And a special thanks, as always, to the history guy. History deserves to be remembered. That's where you can find him and his work on the YouTube channel. History guy. History deserves to be remembered. Just do that Google search, and you'll enjoy what you see. Poet's Corner is remarkable all by itself with memorials. But the very few who actually got buried there include, as was indicated, not just Dickens and Chaucer and Tennyson, but in the end, Kipling too, joining this august breed. And in addition, there are memorials for Jane Austen and Blake the poet and Auden and Lewis Carroll and C.S. Lewis and T.S. Eliot and Samuel Taylor Coleridge, and the list goes on and on. There was something special about the British talent for literature, poetry, and all else. It may be one of the great special gifts that the British gave us was a shared and common language, not just the laws, but the common language. The story of Rudyard Kipling, a story of loss and tragedy and beauty, here on Our American Stories. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Lucky. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 